Our scripture reading is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. I'll be beginning with verse 43. Be describing Jesus' call of two more disciples. Listen to God's word. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending. Response to Philip says enthusiastic and Nathaniel is decidedly unimpressed. Responding this way says something about this would-be disciple Nathaniel. Knowing that Nazareth, the town from Jesus, where Jesus grew up, was a kind of backwater, no significance kind of place, he finds it incredulous that God's anointed one would come from there. If the Son of God were to land on this planet, surely it would be in a better place than, than that. We have found the one whom Moses and the prophets spoke about. Really? Says Nathaniel. Or could it be that Nathaniel, like most of us, tend to belittle those regions of the country that we are not living in? You know, being from Pittsburgh, I heard plenty of bad things about Cleveland <laughs> when I was growing up. Then my first church was in Mansfield, Ohio, full of Browns fans. And I would hear all about how bad Pittsburgh was. From there, I moved to western Pennsylvania, north of uh, Pittsburgh, in a rural town called Spring Church. Everybody's heard of that town, right? Okay. And people there used to tell me how great it was to live in the country. And I would visit people in their homes and we'd go out on their front porch and they would say, look at the hills and the open uh, spaces here. I don't see why anybody would want to live anywhere else. And usually I didn't have the heart to say this, but actually there were a lot of other places people would <laughs> like to live than where you're living, namely because the rural country is uh, kind of disconnected with so many different things. I mean, if we're honest, there's something within us that says, can anything good come from anywhere except where I am from? But I think it goes deeper than that with Nathaniel. Those biting words are from a man 
who has known disappointment. Like many of his fellow countrymen, there was a time when he was caught up in the fervor and the anticipation of coming of the coming of God's anointed one, the Messiah, the Son of God who would come crashing onto the scene and make things right. This one about whom the prophets spoke was called Savior, Deliverer, King of Kings. And how often that, that fervor would swell up among the people of Israel. And, 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 you know, could this be the person only to have those hopes dashed when that Messiah or would be Messiah did not, not deliver? You know, Nathaniel lived in an age when Messiah sprung up like the flowers in the field and they disappeared and faded away here today and gone tomorrow. So when his friend Philip says to him, we have found the Messiah about whom Moses and the prophets spoke, he pushes back. I've heard this before. So now you're promoting another Messiah, this guy from no man's land, Nazareth? I don't think so. You know, last week we talked about urgent discipleship. You know, the willingness of those first disciples to embrace the call of Jesus on the moment. Well, with Nathaniel, we kind of have the other side of that. Hesitant discipleship. One who must be convinced Jesus is worth following. And if we are honest, there's a little bit of Nathaniel in all of us. Skeptical, cynical, suspicious. I mean, we've been around the block of life enough and been disappointed enough with people and, and movements that seem to promise so much and yet don't deliver. We seem to watch them crashing down. We are skeptical of hope. Hope is the conviction that something better is coming. And when we are inundated with promises and they don't deliver, it's hard to trust when we hear that message again, we have found the Messiah who we're all looking for, Nathaniel. No. Yet, like Nathaniel, there's a longing within all of us not to be cynical. There are aspirations that we have longing to find their fulfillment. And if there weren't so many previous disappointments, we could embrace the possibilities that are before us. And that's why Philip is such a critical player in this scene. He is the one who already said yes to Jesus when he invited him to be one of his closest followers. Nathaniel, you've been disappointed before, but this time you won't be. His, his direction at Nathaniel is, we have found him of whom the law and Moses wrote. Philip's response to Nathaniel's cynicism is simply this. Come and see. And he points to the direction where Jesus is. Philip doesn't argue with Nathaniel. He doesn't fault him for his doubts. He simply says, come and meet the man yourself and you will see for yourself. He's excited at who Jesus is. He wants to share that excitement with his friends. Notice also that, you know, that uh, Philip is not trying to introduce Nathaniel to some kind of 
idea or a philosophy or a concept. He wants to introduce him to a person. For Philip, it was something personal. So Philip escorts Nathaniel toward the direction of Jesus, and Jesus sees them both coming toward him, and he cries out to Nathaniel, here is an Israelite and in whom there is no deceit. Which strikes me as a bit curious that Jesus would say this. I mean, you might think Jesus would say, Nathaniel, you doubter, you skeptic, repent of your sins for your lack of faith and your cynicism because I'm the promised one of God. He doesn't chide him. Instead, you hear Jesus affirming Nathaniel. Here is an Israelite and in whom there is no deceit. Here is an Israelite who is honest with his doubts and his skepticism. He is sincerely seeking the truth, even as his hopes have been dashed. Don't give up, Nathaniel. Allow yourself to hope again. Nathaniel's standing there saying, how does this guy know so much about me? Jesus spoke directly to the heart of Nathaniel. And Nathaniel says to him, here is a man who understands me, my hopes and dreams, who knows my innermost longings. Surprised that Jesus seems to know so much about him, he becomes a disciple himself. Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. So it could be that you're standing in the shoes of Nathaniel today, wrapped in doubts and fears and cynicism, pondering what the future will be. Well, Christian discipleship is learning to embrace Jesus, even when you have those doubts, even when you have those fears and you have known many, many disappointments. It is confidence that even as there are reasons not to hope that we in Christ can hope. Or it could be that you're standing in the shoes of Philip, the one who introduced Nathaniel to Jesus. You know, we approach the, the Nathaniels in our midst, not saying, I'm a faithful disciple and I want you to be like me, but more like I carry the same baggage as you do, my friend. And this Jesus has made a difference in my life. I want that person to make a difference for you. You know, like Philip, we don't introduce people to Jesus as an idea or a concept or a slogan. It's about the person of Jesus with whom you can have a personal relationship. Come and see. So you can have that too. Clearly, Nathaniel would not normally have gone out of his way to meet the likes of Jesus. And so without Philip, Nathaniel would not have been able to meet Jesus. People come to know who Jesus is through the actions and the words of other people. People come to know the hope of Christ through the hope that you have in Christ. That was Philip. And so, if you're standing in the shoes of a Nathaniel, cynical, skeptical, your job is to find a Philip. If you are in Philip's shoes, then God's call to you is to find a Nathaniel, to show that person the hope which only Christ can give. Whatever shoes you occupy, it is the same Lord who calls you. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray.
Lamb of God, we have come to this place today. We are looking for you. We yearn for a life that is deeper and more meaningful than both the chaos and the routine of our everyday lives. We know that such a life is found in you and by following you. Stir within us the desire for learning and a commitment of time that would make us worthy to be called your disciples, we pray. Amen.